Welcome to the Hack My Solar Podcast, providing off-grid solutions to an on-grid world. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Hack My Solar Podcast. This is Sean Mills, and today we're going to finish up the conversation we started yesterday about taking a holistic view of energy consumption and reduction of that use in the household. We really hit on the big topics yesterday, and so I'm not going to do uh, any deeper of a dive uh, into those. Those are the areas where you're using the most of your energy right now, and so therefore they provide the easiest opportunity to uh, put plans in place to reduce that use. But some of the things we're going to talk about today as we finish up the conversation is going to be water usage, um, insulation, and windows. So. When we talk about water, really the number one thing that we're talking about is how to reuse gray water. The fact that we take potable water and put it into a toilet so that we can flush waste into a septic system is, is almost a crime uh, when you consider so many places in the world that don't have access to potable water. Um, a simple system like installing a sink uh, that's on the back of your toilet. So when you wash your hands after using the bathroom, uh, that water from washing your hands goes down into the tank and then that water becomes the water that gets used on the next flush. That's a really inexpensive, easy to install system um, that, that helps with this problem. Another one would be a system that recycles uh, the water from your bathtub and uses that for flushing water, so for showers and, and uh, baths, uh, and, and that it gets a little bit of treatment, enough to make it not uh, go bad. It is gray water, it's not potable. Uh, and then using that for your flushing water is a really nice system. The other thing that you could do is, in addition to try to come up with an idea for utilizing that gray water for flushing your toilet, would be to utilize a portion of it or all of it uh, for outside irrigation for gardens and lawns and things like that. Um, you know, installing pr uh, systems that are going to do a pre-filter or, or, and here's the reality, a little bit of bleach, and I mean a little bit of bleach goes a long way to make sure that you don't have a stagnant, stinky, um, you know, water storage in between using a shower and, and using that shower water on your front yard. It's a great way to reuse. And realistically, if a household were to get really serious, they could reduce their water usage by 50%. 30% is a pretty conservative estimate, and I've seen estimates as high as 80%. Now, I'm not really sure how many times you'd have to reuse the water to reduce your overall, overall use by 80%. Um, but and, and those the systems that give that kind of water reduction are pretty involved. Uh, they're probably not very energy efficient or energy neutral. And realistically, those are are for areas that don't get enough rainfall, don't get enough, or don't have access to very good uh, municipal water systems. But a 50% reduction is is doable. And like I said, a 30% reduction is easy with some very simple systems. I really believe in reduced flush and restricted flow uh, shower heads. Uh, I know a lot of people that want their shower to, to, to split their hair, you know, or part their hair. 
uh, when they're taken. I don't necessarily need a, a, a shower that's that powerful. Um, our shower at, at the uh, off-grid off homestead is, I believe, a gallon and a half per minute, which is still, I mean, there's a lot of you out there you can get for a gallon a minute. Ours is a gallon and a half. Um, you know, and at, you know, 70-ish PSI, um, my wife, who has very thick hair, doesn't have a problem, you know, doing what she needs to do to get her hair washed and all that. So with me, I have relatively thin hair. A bucket of water would, would do me just fine. Um, but, you know, using those reduced flush, I think we've got a 1.3 liter per flush system, and that handles anything we throw at it. Um, that restricted flow shower head, you know, is a big deal. You could put restricted flow uh, faucets on your sinks. And it's just a simple situation of the vast majority of the water that comes out, comes out, hits the fixture, and goes down the drain without ever touching us. So if we could get a system in place where we're just reducing the amount per minute of, um, of, of water that we're using, that's, that's a huge saver. Uh, drip irrigation, it doesn't work very well with gray water, but if you've got systems where you're using fresh water for irrigation or rainwater for irrigation, which is even better, um, a drip irrigation system is a very efficient way to use that water. You gotta mulch, uh, you know, this will never be a gardening show, but you gotta mulch, you gotta mulch, you gotta mulch. Uh, that's probably the best way that you can reduce the amount of watering that you need uh, for your um, vegetable gardens if you're running that. High efficiency washer and dryers. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about the consumer electronics. Didn't really touch on uh, dryers, but a high efficiency driver can, can really help, dryer can really help. And also it just hang in your clothes out and let it dry in the sun. Um, you, you do need to alter your, um, your soap and, and um, fabric softener strategy when you're drying in the, in the sun. But it's, it's, it's a great way to do it. And, and add that little bit of vinegar in there. Make sure that even if you're in a humid client, climate, you're not going to have mildewy clothes. Um, and the last thing I'll touch on is, is I mentioned it earlier, but the rainwater harvesting. I mean, can you imagine if you used the rain that comes off your roof and the water just from your tub... And that water, you know, between those two collection methods should be way more than you'll ever need um, unless you're running some big orchard operations to, to water a home-scale orchard or a home-scale uh, garden or combination thereof. We use a lot more water on ourselves than, than we do on our plants. Um, and, and then, again, you know, if you could, if you could take... Uh, you know some of that sink water and reuse that in your toilets for flushing water that's a fantastic way to reduce that usage and so if you look at what your water bill is and uh, I haven't had a water bill for six years uh, even when we were up in Indiana we were on a rainwater harvesting system but I think our water you know which included our sewer uh, used to run us about 50 or 60 bucks a month something like that you know, I would be fine with uh, investing a little bit of money to cut that in half forever. So uh, th those are some water ideas. On insulation, 
Um, my, I'm going to come at this part of it. We'll maybe some other podcast. We'll talk about insulation and new construction, but right now we're just going to talk about insulation in a, a house that's existing. Um, identifying where your holes are in your insulation uh, and there's going to be, uh, and addressing those if possible is a big thing. Um, you know, going through and putting the little inserts behind your, um, uh, your wall plates. It seems like it's not that big of a deal, but the difference between not having it there and having it there is a pretty big one. Uh, are you losing a lot of, of energy through those areas? Well, it really depends on how cold it is outside and how cold it is inside. Um, you know, what the difference is has a big uh, play on how much you're really losing there, but, but that's an easy thing to put into place. Look into putting in an attic fan. Make sure your your attic insulation is adequate. Uh, that insulation, typically, if it's blown in, it's going to settle over time, and that's going to reduce the R value there. You can take in a lot of uh, radiant heat from your attic into your house, and if your ductwork is in your attic, which in most houses it is these days, your ductwork isn't insulated, so you're running your ductwork through an unconditioned space, and, and that stuff, you know, I mean, I, I've seen studies where they showed attics get up in the 140, 150 degrees. So combining proper insulation with an attic fan just to pull air from the cooler side of the house through to the warmer side of the house. And these guys can be solar powered. Uh, you can actually buy an attic fan with a solar panel. It's all one integrated unit. Put it on your house. That does a huge uh, benefit for, for a house. Um, regardless of if it's got the ductwork running through that unconditioned space, but if it does, then it's even better. I mean, the you know you're talking about in some places 40 to 50 degree differences in temperatures from one to the other. Now, some of the things that a lot of people aren't going to be willing to do when it comes to keeping those attics cooler would be things like painting your roof white, spray foam insulation directly below uh, the sheeting. Uh, which which also acts as a vapor barrier, and uh, the other option would be installing a cupola. So, you know, maybe I've always called it a cupola. Maybe uh, the pronounce pronunciation is slightly different, but a cupola is you see them on barns all the time. It's that little tower that's just a little bit higher than the rest of the roof with vents, and that provides a thermal chimney. For that hot air to rise and get out and of course when it rises and gets out it pulls the cooler air in to replace it so it does a similar job of an attic fan uh, without the actual electricity the reality like I said before is a lot of people aren't interested in having that on their house but on certain houses it probably looks really good so that lets us move on to windows um, windows are a major area where you're going to be losing um, thermal energy or, or gaining thermal energy and, and whichever it is, it's the one you don't want to do. So, um, you know, we, we have some of those blackout drapes as well as blinds, as well as screens on all of our windows. So we can use, and the blackout drapes are the ones with the white on the back. Uh, so we've got a couple la layers there of uh, protection to keep that um, keep that thermal radiation from getting into the house and heating up the air molecules that are in the house and making the house hotter than it should be. 
Solar screens are, are, are a really great thing to have. If you can't do that, an awning, a properly designed awning, or even an awning that's just over the window itself is a great idea for keeping that summer sun from coming into the house directly. You know, we want that ambient light to come in. It's, it's nice and it's better than, you know, flipping a switch and, and having electrical lights running when we've got the sun outside. But that doesn't mean we want direct sunlight coming in through any of the windows. So identifying some strategies to keep that from happening is a big deal. A whole house fan. Uh, ours, I bring this up now because ours is actually mounted in our window. It's a 3,500-ish cubic foot per minute fan that draws about 380 watts when it's on high speed. Well, that's a nice trade-off in the evenings when it cools off outside. You know, not during the time of year where it's still ridiculously humid at 8 o'clock at night, but outside of that area, uh, outside of that time of the year, when it starts to cool off at night, kicking that whole house fan on and do doing some air changes with cooler air replacing the hotter air has a, has a big effect. It makes a big difference between a house, you know, again, ours is unconditioned, but a house that is unbearably hot to be in and one that's a little bit hot but with some, with some airflow is comfortable. I can tell you that my, uh, my wife's family, uh, they had a whole house uh, attic fan and uh, when they lived in metro Atlanta and I remember going over there and I mean it would be hard to open up the front door when they had that fan going because of all the airflow coming in but they didn't need to run air conditioning to keep the house nice and that was in Georgia and I'm not saying they didn't run air conditioning at all but they ran it for a lot less uh, a lot smaller portion of the year than a lot of their neighbors did so running back through just real quick Water conservation is a big deal. I'm all for people lowering their water footprint. I hate the idea of taking potable water and using it to flush toilets. It just seems like a massive waste to me. Um, so identifying ways to utilize rainwater or gray water, reduce flush restricted flow type systems, you know, uh, looking at how you're irrigating your garden and different things you can do there. Uh, hang your clothes up to dry. Cover your holes uh, with insulation. You can you can also do uh, you can go get an RF camera that will not an IRF an IR camera and go around the outside of your house and see where it's hotter or colder than than the other areas. That's where you're losing thermal energy. Attic fans, whole house fans, um, uh, reevaluating the insulation in your attic. Uh, and then doing things like using drapes, solar screens, and awnings to prevent direct sunlight from coming into your house during the, the middle of the summer. These are all ways, combined with some of the things that we talked about yesterday, where you can have a decent impact. And all these little things by themselves aren't going to be noticeable, but they start adding up and they start uh, multiplying exponentially as you put some of these different things together, these strategies you can really do a lot to reduce your energy usage, whether you're on grid, off the grid, hybrid, doesn't matter. So with that, we're going to finish up for the day. If you guys have any questions, please send them to me at sean at hackmysolar.com. Feel free to go visit the website, hackmysolar.com. I'll be honest with you, right now there's not a whole lot on that site other than the blog information 
and a contact form if you'd like to talk to us about any solar design or solar solar consulting or energy audits that you'd like for us to do for you. Uh, we also have the Facebook page, Hack My Solar. Uh, the rest of the social media stuff we're, we're kind of staying away from, from right now. Uh, but if you guys have places where you are and we're not and you think that it would be good for us to be there, definitely let us know. Well, thanks for joining us and look forward to talking to you again soon.